Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Good morning and welcome everyone to Srimad Bhagavatam. Uh, again, I'm here to worship the Srimad Bhagavatam. And today the text will be Canto 1. Chapter 9, text 33. Again, we're talking about Bhishma Dev, the passing away of Bhishma Dev in the presence of Lord Krishna. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Narayanam Namaskritya Naramchaiva Nartamam Devim Sarasvatim Vyasam Tatojaya Mudiraye Before reciting the Srimad Bhagavatam, which is the very means of conquest, one should offer respectful obeisances unto the personality of Godhead, Narayana, unto Narayana Rishi, the Supreme Rasim of Being, unto Mother Sarasvati, the Goddess of Learning, and unto Srili Vyasadeva, the author. Srimad Bhagavatam 124. Srinvatam Swakata Krishna, Punya Shravana Kirtana, Hirdinanta Stohya Bhadrani, Vinhunati Suhirtatam, Sri Krishna, the personality of Godhead, who is the Paramahama Supersoul in everyone's heart and a benefactor of the truthful devotee, cleanses desire for material enjoyment from the heart of the devotee who has developed the urge to hear his messages, which are in themselves virtuous. When properly heard and chanted. Shrema Bhagavatam 117. Naishta Prayeshu Abhadrashu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya Bhagavati Uttama Shloke Bhaktir Bhavati Naishtaki By regular attendance and classes on the Bhagavatam and by rendering of service to the pure devotee, all that is troublesome to the heart is almost completely destroyed in loving service unto the personality of Godhead who is praised with transcendental songs, is established as an irrevocable fact. Okay, so here we have text 33 from Canto 1, Chapter 9. And if anyone knows how to chant this correctly, you can definitely please help me. Sri Bhuvana Kamanam Tamala Varnam 
Ravi Kara Goravara Ambaharam Dadhane Vapur Alaka Kula Vritanam Abjam Vijaya Salke Ratir Astume Navadya Tribhuvana Komanam Tamalak Varnam Ravi Kara Gora Vara Ambaram Dadhane Vapur Alaka Kula Vrittananam Bajam Vijay Shakhe Ratir Astume Navidya Tribhuvana Komanam Tamala Varnam Ravi Kara Gora Vara Ambaram Dadhane Vapur Alaka Kula Vrittanam Bajam Vijay Shakhe Ratir Astume Navadya You want to chant? Anyone else? Okay, so the word by word. Tribhuvana. Three statuses of planetary systems. Kamanam. The most desirable. Tamala Varnam. Bluish like the tamal tree. Ravikara, sun rays. Gora, golden color. Varam, varam, glittering dress. Dadhane, one who wears. Vapa, body. Alakakula, avrita, covered with paintings of sandalwood pulp. Anana Abjam, face like a lotus. Vijaya Shakhe, unto the friend of Arjuna. Rati Astu, may attraction be reposed upon him. Me, my. Anuvaja, without desire for fruitive results. Om Agyanadhiramanya Shagana Jala Shalakaya Shakshura Matamina Tasmaya Sri Gravanamaha Sri Chaitanya Manobishtam Shapitamyana Bhutale Vayam Rubakadamayam Dadji Svapatantakam Vandeham Sri Guru Sri Uttaparakamalam Sri Guram Vaishyam Shah Sri Rupam Sagrajetam Saha Gana Raghunatham Vatam Tam Sajivam Sadvetam Savahutam Parajana Sahitam 
Krishna Chaitanya Devam Sri Radha Krishna Padam Sahagana Lalita Sri Vishakamitam Sha. Hey Krishna Purana Sindo, Dina Bando Jagarpate, Dopeshko Bhikkhakanta, Radha Kanta Namasate, Dapta Kanchana Garanki Radhe Vanavanesvare, Vishabhanusate Devi Pranamamahare Priya, Vanchakapa Rubya Sha, Kripasanubi Evacha, Vatitanam Pavani Bio Vaishnavi Bio Namanamaha, Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda, Sri Advaita Gadadhara Sri Vasadi Gaur Bhakta Vrinda, Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare Hare, Hare Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare. Okay, so here's the translation. Sri Krishna is the intimate friend of Arjuna. He has appeared on this earth in his transcendental body, which resembles the bluish color of the tamal tree. His body attracts everyone in the three planetary systems, upper, middle, and lower. May his glittering yellow dress and his lotus face, covered with paintings of sandalwood pulp, be the object of my attraction and may I not desire fruitive results. And the purport? When Sri Krishna, by his own internal pleasure, appears on earth, he does so by the agency of his internal potency. The attractive features of his transcendental body are desired in all the three worlds, namely the upper, middle, and lower planetary systems lower planetary systems. Nowhere in the universe are there such beautiful bodily features as those of Lord Krishna. Therefore, his transcendental body has nothing to do with anything materially created. Arjuna is described here as the conqueror, and Krishna is described as his intimate friend. Bhishma Dev, on his bed of arrows after the battle of Kurukshetra, is remembering the particular dress of Lord Krishna, which he put on as the driver of Arjuna's chariot. While fighting was going on between Arjuna and Bhishma, Bhishma's attraction was drawn by the glittering dress of Krishna. And indirectly he admired his so-called enemy, Arjuna, for possessing the Lord as his friend. Arjuna was... Always a conqueror because the Lord was his friend. Bhishma Dev takes this opportunity to address the Lord as Vijaya Shankhe, friend of Arjuna, because the Lord is pleased when he is addressed conjointly with his devotees, who are related with him in different transcendental humors. While Krishna was the charioteer of Arjuna, sun rays glittered on the dress of the Lord. And the beautiful hue created by the reflection of such rays was never forgotten by Bhishma Dev. As a great fighter, he was relishing the relation of Krishna in the chivalrous humor. <laughs> that one's hard to say. Transcendental relation with the Lord and any one of the different rasas, humors, is relishable by the respective devotees in the highest ecstasy. Less intelligent mundaners who want to make a show of being transcendentally related with the Lord artificially jump at once 
to the relation of conjugal love, imitating the damsels of Rajdam. Such a cheap relation with the Lord exhibits only the base mentality of the mundaner, because one who has relished conjugal humor with the Lord cannot be attached to worldly conjugal rasa, which is condemned even by mundane ethics. The eternal relation of a particular soul with the Lord is evolved. A genuine relation of the living being with the Supreme Lord can take any form of the five principal rasas, and it does not make any difference in its transcendental degree to the genuine devotee. Bhishma Dev is a concrete example of this, and it should be carefully observed how the great general is transcendentally related with the Lord. So this, Srila Prabhupada is talking about Bhishma Dev's relationship with the Lord and the uh, different relationships that one can have with the Lord. Um, and it, it says right here that uh, Krishna, he, even though he has beautiful bodily features, his body is completely transcendental. Um, and he has nothing to do with anything materially created, even though he created everything. Uh, like we always say, that Krishna is the source of everything, and so everything emanates from him. This uh, prayer that we say every day, can uh, illustrate that. Let's see here. The Govindam Adipurusham Damaham Bajami. I worship Govinda, the primeval Lord, who is adept in playing on his flute with blooming eyes like lotus petals, with a head decked with peacock's feather, with the feather of with a figure of beauty tinged with the hue of blue clouds and his unique loveliness charming millions of cupids. <laughs> I just found out uh, yesterday that that um, Krishna was going to dance with a whole bunch of peacocks in Vrindavan. And, and he started to imitate the movement of the peacocks. <laughs> and, and so uh, he was, you know having such a fun time dancing that even the king of the peacocks <laughs> came over and bowed down to Lord Krishna because he is such an excellent dancer. And um, and that is why uh, Krishna wears a peacock feather in his head, in his hair. Um, and I like I like here how it talks about the you of the blue clouds. So Krishna is so full of beauty and here, and again in the purport, Srila Prabhupada talks about the use, right? And Bhishma Dev is attracted to his glittering dress, right? And um, and then it says that Bhishma, um, he is indirectly admiring uh, Arjuna for having a friendship with Krishna. So everybody can have one of the five principal relationships with Lord Krishna, and here, right here in the uh, introduction to the Bhagavad Gita, it says, 
this is a very elaborate subject matter, and because there's more than five, but this is just the five principal uh, relationships with the Lord. But briefly, it can be stated that a devotee is in the relationship with the Supreme Personality of Godhead in one of the five different ways. One may be a devotee in a passive state. One may be a devotee in an active state. One may be a devotee as a friend. One may be a devotee as a parent. And one may be a devotee as a conjugal lover. So, um, I was, I always wondered, uh, you know, what, what does it mean to be a devotee in a passive state? Because, uh, I thought that maybe that meant that, you know, I'm just like a blade of grass and Krishna is stepping on me or something. Um, and, and it's true that some people are blades of grass and, and they're very happy when Krishna comes to step on them. But I was talking to Nityananda Chandra Granger about that and he said that, uh, the passive state is more like, like awe and reverence, more of like, uh, ad- admiration. You know, kind of like a, uh, like a rock star on a stage, um, you know, when the band comes on, um, there's kind of like, it's, it's a relationship, but it's, it's very, um, like separated, like the rock star is on the stage, you know, or whatever example we want to use. And then the person in the passive state is like, kind of like, ah, oh, you know, they're in the crowd, you know, in like, you know, basically admiring from a distance. Um, so it's kind of like a distant, uh, relationship. But there's still, the relationship is there and it's full of admiration. Um, and then one may be a devotee in an active state. And so this is kind of like, uh, this is kind of like where the active state is where the, the service becomes a little bit more personal, you know. Like, uh, like one way to serve a spiritual master is, uh, is maybe, uh, bringing him a cup of water or, or serving him prashad, you know, or actually, uh, yeah, serving him prashad. And in that way, uh, you can be doing something for him. And, and you can see that the relationship as a friend is, um, is, uh, is a little bit different than, than this mood of service because the relationship as a friend is more of like on equal terms. So it seems like it's going from, a state of distance to a state of servitude, which is becoming closer. Um, and then the friendship is, is like equality. And then afterwards, there's one may be a devotee as a parent. And uh, and by the way, um, uh, Srila Prabhupada said that the closest thing to love in this material world is the love of a mother. The closest thing to love of Krishna in this, in this material world is the love of a mother. Um, and then there's there's one maybe a devotee as a conjugal lover. Um, this this relationship as a conjugal lover is greatly misunderstood here in the material world because in this world where everything is simply a reflection of the spiritual sky, this is completely misunderstood. And because we are all we are all um, we're all like illusion by this bodily concept. I mean, uh, we wake up every day, uh, first thing we do is we look in the mirror and we brush our teeth and uh, we think, oh, this is me, this is my body, how can I adjust it? What can I do to make my body look better? 
and you know, then we might put like you know cologne on, or ladies will put a perfume on. You know, let me smell better. Um, and it's just all completely like the bodily concept, right? But but um, but this is all like, and and you know, and also. In, in relationship to what the purport in this Bhagavad Gita is talking about with the relationship of the conjugal love, it's a perverted reflection. So, you know, all these things we're doing, you know, we're combing our hair and trying to look nice. This is all because we generally have the illusion that, uh, that we are this body and that we are the enjoyers. And when we see somebody else, we see them as, okay, this is your body, how can I enjoy you know, how can my body enjoy your body, right? That's like generally the illusion that we have. Um, and so that's why uh, here that, uh, let's see here. It says, less intelligent mundaners who want to make a show of being transcendentally related with the Lord artificially jump at once to the relationship of conjugal love imitating the, the damsels of Raj Dham. Such a cheap relation with the Lord exhibits only the base mentality of the mundaner because one who has relished conjugal humor with the Lord cannot be attached to worldly conjugal rasa, which, which is condemned even by mundane ethics. And that's why um, Srila Prabhupada recommended that we read Srimad Bhagavatam in order uninterrupted from uh, the beginning, uh, starting with Canto 1, up to the 10th Canto. Um, and Because this way, Cantos 1 through 9 can give us a basic foundation that, that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And then after that, then we can go into you know, Canto 10, uh, that includes the Rasa Lila dance. And, and, um, also this, uh, this, this, um, what Srila Prabhupada calls the, uh, professional reciters of the Bhagavatam. They just want to, to, they're, they're trying to, uh, speak stream my Bhagavatam for maybe some monetary gain. And, um, and and so they generally, from what he says, they they might be speaking um, about the Rasalila dance immediately, and and you know and that's that's uh, very dangerous because because this is misunderstood in the material world, but and it's also dangerous because if they're speaking Srimad Bhagavatam simply to get some money, then they might do something like. Um, Compliment the listener um, when uh, maybe the listener, you know, should be, um, you know, not complimented. I don't know. I'm trying to say they might they might infringe upon the values of the Srimad Bhagavatam in order to uh, atta- attain the attraction of the listening audience. Is what I'm trying to say. That it might be kind of like a change somehow to change to their liking. So that they can um, get more money, basically. So, um, so this, so this uh, hearing from professional Bhagavatam reciters should be avoided. Um, and 
going back to there was something that I wanted to say about in the purport. Hmm. Let's see here. The bodily features. And yeah, it's coming up. So the the rasa that we we have a genuine relationship with the human with the living being with the supreme lord can take any form out of the five principal rasas and it doesn't make any difference in the transcendental degree to a genuine devotee because because a genuine devotee is basically going to uh want to serve the lord and they can do that through any one of the five relationships. Mm. There is something else. Oh, yeah. When Sri Krishna and his own internal po- pleasure appears on the earth, he does so by the agency of his, of his internal potency. And so that kind of uh, struck a chord. Uh, I was thinking about that because that because there's three different potencies. There's the internal potency, there's the uh, external potency, and then there's the um, what is it called? Marginal potency. And we as um, viva souls, uh, we are manifested souls here. We are actually marginal, uh, marginal energies, which means that uh, there's a choice. Because, I mean, because actually, like, you know, this body is only temporary. You know, that body that we look at every day when we're brushing the teeth, you know, that, that we try to put the cologne on and try to go out to attract other people, right? Other bodies, right? This, this actually is just a temporary covering our true identity is that we are a spirit soul. And so uh, this internal potency and the external potency is, is it's kind of like, um, it's both here. Because at once we are, a, we are a soul inside, but we're covered by this temporary material body. And so that's actually a very incompatible situation. Um, uh, and in, and in, you know, there's, also, there's birth, death, disease, and old age, which we can never get away from. And so, but disease being one of them, it's like, it's like we can't avoid this. It's going to happen. If we've taken a birth, then we're going to have some kind of disease. Um, and, in, and, in, and we're going to have, a lot of the times, we're going to have anxiety in our lives too, right? And what happens when we're feeling this anxiety is because we are actually possibly acting um, in a way that's kind of turning away towards Krishna, you know. Um, if we, because we come here, we want to lord it over the material nature, we want to be the controllers, we want to enjoy for ourselves, right? But um, but actually, if we turn towards Krishna, and if we use whatever talents and abilities that we have um, at our disposal, like let's say we, we like to play the guitar, if we want to play the guitar for Krishna, then at in that situation, then we we're not going to feel that anxiety because we're using our talents and our specific personality, which can never be taken away, to serve the Lord Krishna. And so what happens is 
the spirit soul that that we are um, is in congruence with the internal potency of the Lord. And so when when these energies are aligned, then we feel the bliss of devotional service. And and when we feel that bliss, we just feel completely happy, right? Um, whereas like if we're acting towards uh, a way that we want to serve ourselves, then we're probably going to, you know, we might feel like a temporary happiness, but even if we do feel that temporary happiness, it is temporary and it's not going to last. So, um, so it's better to uh, choose uh, to serve the Lord, even though we have the free will, we have that choice, because Krishna can't, Krishna's not going to put a, a gun to our head and say, serve me, serve me. You know, you know it's, it's, it's not going to happen, you know, because because he he has everything. But the one thing that he wants is our love. And this love cannot be forced. So it's it's up to us to make that choice to serve Krishna. And um, and in this way, we can think, you know, what does Krishna want? You know, he, it says in Bhagavad Gita, in chapter 9, I believe it's, um, it's text, uh, 926 or 27, one of the two. In 926, if one offers me with love and devotion a leaf, a fruit, flower, or water, I will accept it. So he's given us exactly what he wants right there. And, and as, as we also know, um, that, you know, following the regulations is something that, that we can do to take us closer to that path. And, uh, and in, in this way, we can, we can please the Lord and give Him what He wants. Give Him what He wants. May His glittering yellow dress and His lotus face, covered with the paintings of sandalwood pulp, be the object of my attraction. And may I des- not desire fruitive results. The fruit of results are doing something for a specific result. And the reason why fruit of results um, are not very good is because they also are temporary. Because if we are doing something thinking that we are the doer and we're doing it to get a result, like let's say even we go to work and we go to work because we want to get a paycheck, that's actually the incorrect motivation. Because... If we go to work and we want to get a paycheck for ourselves and then we want to spend it on ourselves, then um, that is called a fruit of result. And so then we're going to have to suffer the, res- the results of that action. Whereas if we, if we can go to work and, um, and do it to please Krishna, then in that way, uh, and, and we can be somehow detached from the results, then um, in that way, uh, we are free from that. We're totally acting, you know, and we're, it's like, it's, we're totally free. So, um, so that's why, and the fruit of results are what? You know, it's like, we, you know, we might get a nice house or whatever in this lifetime, but birth after birth, we are here. So whatever happens in this life, it's going to be gone when we die. All the money in our bank account is going to be gone. You know, all that, the beautiful house is going to be gone. Our family is going to be gone. Every, every, everything that we, have or no is going to be gone, right? And actually, uh, like we were saying yesterday, it's Krishna that's actually the supreme proprietor of everything. 
that defines him. You know, if he owns everything, then all we can do is simply take what we have and offer it to him. And in this way, he can be pleased. But there is one thing that can never be gone. Because Krishna says, I will preserve what you have and carry what you lack for my devotee. There's, there is any progress made on this path can save one from the most dangerous type of fear. And, um, and so whatever we do spiritually, like to serve Krishna as on like the platform of transcendental love and service, that will be for our eternal benefit. And there's kind of like a, a bank account, right? If we could say, use that metaphor, it's like a bank account that we can put in there and just keep on putting the, you know, keep on putting that in the bank and it can never be taken away. So even if we do, let's say like, you know, uh, forget Krishna at the time of death, <laughs> which, you know, is, it's, I mean, that's not going to be an easy thing to remember. Krishna is not going to be easy to remember at the time of death. Then we, we can start from the same place that we started from in this life. And so the, um, I guess the best thing to do from what I've heard is to concentrate our energy and our actions on serving the Lord and in that way it can go for our eternal benefit uh, to serve Krishna and, in, and we will have one of the five relationships with him and uh, the more that we chant Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, then eventually, through the mercy of the spiritual master, we can understand what our relationship is with Krishna, just like Dev has his relationship with Krishna in the chivalrous humor, which is like, <laughs> it's so hard for me to say that word, chivalrous. And then Arjuna has, Arjuna had the relationship as a friend at the beginning, but then he gave that up. He gave that up in, uh, in the Bhagavad Gita because, uh, Song of God because, because he wanted to, um, he was confused about his duty and he wanted to know from Krishna how to act. And so, so he actually switched to say, Krishna, now you are my master, please instruct me. And so, um, and, and we can see that in this student-disciple relationship, there has to be the authority. The authority is there. And so, um, in this relationship, Arjuna accepted Krishna as a spiritual master. And then, no longer is he, you know, is he the friendship, has the friendship relationship. And he's, and when he accepts Krishna, he's actually thinking like, oh my gosh, you, you know, you are the Lord and, and like, and I acted friendly with you in so many different ways, you know. <laughs> but the but the authority has to be there to instruct, um, and all of the authority in this in this teacher student relationship, it all comes from Krishna, being that again he's the source of everything. And there are two ways to receive knowledge. Um, one is called the ascending process. Where like we can we can want to know knowledge, but we can we're just like trying to figure it out for our entire lives. You know, oh maybe it's like this, maybe it's like that, and this is actually can be a complete waste of time because because every path is in, is indirectly at least a path, but 
there is a more direct path, which is like the process of descending knowledge, if we simply just turn to Krishna, realize what Srila Prabhupada says, uh, that Krishna said in the Bhagavad Gita, right? Then in that way, this knowledge can be handed down in this libic succession from the master, the supreme master is Krishna, and then and he imparted it to the sun god, and then the sun god imparted it, and it goes all the way down, and then it goes down to Srila Prabhupada, and Srila Prabhupada is our preeminent shiksha guru. So even if we have not taken initiation in, you know, ISKCON or wherever, um, we can still turn to Srila Prabhupada to instruct us in the science. And it saves so much time because instead of like thinking like I have to come up with something, you know, and I have to come up with my idea, instead if we just realize that it's so easy and it's so free, that all of these ideas have already been given from master to the, to the student the master to the student. And um, and in that way, all we have to do is just hear it. And uh, it's, what was it? Uh, uh, Shravanam, Kirtanam, Smaranam. Right? Hearing is the most important and it is the first in the process. And then chanting, right? Chanting the glories. Like when you hear something, tell it to your friend immediately so you don't forget it. And then in that way, after the hearing and chanting have been accomplished, then one can remember Krishna. So, and just like Lord Chaitanya, Lord Chaitanya said that everyone should become guru, right? And so, what does this mean? It, it means that we should all learn this transcendental science of the Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam and Chaitanya Charitamrita. And we should be going out to tell everyone we meet um, and in that way, uh, we can please Lord Chaitanya. Uh, and so there's, there's, you know, different ways to do it. it, it books is the best way. You know, if we can go out, I, I know that, um, that a lot of people, uh, may have difficulty with book distribution, but, but I know that book distribution is the best way because, like, I myself, I know nothing, right? But this book, that Srila Prabhupada has given the knowledge and he knows everything, right? And so all I have to do is simply hand somebody this book and then bam, that is spreading the knowledge. So we can literally know nothing, but yet still please Lord Chaitanya by spreading this knowledge, by giving somebody a book. And there's different, there's different books. There's small books and big books, right? And so it doesn't have to be a big book. It can start off with a small book, you know? And, and, I mean, I'm talking like gas stations, in the line at the DMV, whatever. There's so many situations in life where we have contact with more people than we know. Even now, during the, you know, contactless age. <laughs> you know? Like, if we just can take a book with us and have it ready. That's what uh, Visheshka uh, Prabhu said, that it, the, more you show, the more you show, the more you sell. So if, first of all, is the first step is to buy a book or, or books, and then the second step is to, is to try to take, give this book to whoever you meet. I was on a road trip once with Vijay, one of the, like, best book distributors in North America, and 
And uh, I was very fortunate to be able to, to go that. We were going on to a, a road trip to the Festival of the Holy Name in Alachua. And, and if you want to talk about some serious book distribution, every gas station, every single person, he was there, book in hand, you know, we're all going to see, oh, let me go get some snacks or whatever, yeah. He's over there talking to the people pumping gas. He's over talking to whoever he could find outside of the car. You know, here, this is a book. Do you want to take this book? I don't know what his process was because I was like, you know, 20 feet away from him. But the point was I saw him distributing. And it was very just inspiring just to see how he was taking every opportunity to distribute this knowledge of Krishna consciousness. And so, um, that is, that's what we can do to please the Lord. Okay, I'm going to stop there. Thank you very much. Mataji is saying that uh, Bhishma Dev was relishing when Krishna was coming at him with the wheel and uh, and he was sweating and his his like kurta came off or his shirt top shirt came off and uh, and he was just like rushing towards Bhishma Dev and that was their rasa and Bhishma Dev was just like relishing every moment in that rasa because they had the chivalrous humor. <laughs> so, so um, yes, yeah, so we can all have different relationships with the Lord. And uh, and that was Bhishma Dev's relationship with Krishna. Srimad Bhagavatam Kijai.